This is Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth and guest co-host Joan Steffen. And today we're in studio to explore some antidotes for the time that we find ourselves in. But I think they're perennial antidotes, mm. not just for this present moment. Um, I want to know, do I get paid more if I'm a co-host? Or Yeah, for sure. Oh, okay, you cool. got a raise. <laughs> <laughs> what do I get? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, undying love. Awesome. <laughs> um, and uh, the, you know, we're, we're like, so Joan and I were sitting there and we were kind of contemplating the present moment mm-hmm. and how we can witness and even find each of our own selves fall into the trap of dualistic thinking. Mm-hmm. And we were, as we were exploring this um, and how dualistic thinking can kind of keep us trapped yeah we were like what are some antidotes that have worked for us and and joan Mm -hmm. you brought a great one forward um the idea of wonder yeah and uncertainty over certainty over like i believe this and i you know yeah well i think this is part of the whole thing of the earth and the culture trying to find its own sovereignty yes you know is is that sense of people want to feel like they know the answers. Mm -hmm. So they will find something, they will have heard something on a television set or read something in a book or heard somebody that they kind of trust say something, and then they will use that as their certainty. Mm -hmm. And chances are the person across town or your family member will have heard something from a different source that they trust, from a different television show, and they will have found their certainty so they're, you're holding on to poles of certainty and yelling at one another that the other person is wrong. Mm. And I thought, you know, that is happening all over mm-hmm. in social media today. Oh, my goodness. It's just present, like hanging on to those white hot poles of certainty. Um, and, and you're it, willing to lose whatever to hold on to that certainty. Yeah, because you a know? little part of your ego would die if you got it wrong, right. per se. But right. like, it's like we lost the ability to make mistakes. We lost yeah. the ability to try something and fail fabulous. Yeah, wonder is my word. You got to wonder. Yeah. You got to, I mean, wonder is, wonder is that, I, I always say wonder, uh, I wrote something about wonder um, a couple of years ago, and I described wonder as an open door. Mm-hmm. Wonder is the open door. You don't have to walk through that door. And say, okay, I'm, but you can stand outside it and just let the fresh breeze hit you. Wonder mm. um, allows you to let go of that certainty you have that what you heard from that source two years ago is still fact. And it will let you, you know, it, it just allows you to. It, There's a great, um, uh, in the yoga, in, in yoga, um, helpful guidelines for kind of how to live a life. Yeah. One of them is staying current, right? With truth. With, uh-huh. And and that's it's, interesting. Just staying current with truth gives you a different vibe than it's a different vibe yeah. because our truth changes. Yeah. And and Carl Jung, he, you know, that he once said, um, and I might not get this quote exactly perfect, but he said what was true at breakfast might be suspicious at lunch maybe a lie by dinner yes and I've like those two for me have really helped me reframe like one I got to stay current with with what I think is true yeah and I can continue to invite 
truth. Like I feel like truth has a weight to it or a presence. Mm-hmm. It's like you can feel when someone's being truthful with mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Well, and, it goes back to the word authentic, which kind of goes back to the word sovereign. I mean, right. you're, you're well talking the same thing. And and I can remember like, you know, moments where it's like I woke up and I really thought one thing. Mm-hmm. And then as the day progressed, I learned more. Mm-hmm. And then by the time the day ended, I was seated differently. Yes. And, you know, you actually made me think of something I haven't thought of for a while. When I was working at CARE 11, um, I I worked part-time as a reporter and part-time as an anchor. So I would go out on stories. And um, usually back in those days, they'd make you look for the polar opposites of whatever you were reporting on. So Mm. you needed to get an opinion. And then you need to get the opposite opinion. Mm. <clears throat> Not necessarily the best opinions, but just opposite. You know, mm-hmm. that was part of the paradigm that is actually I have to say now indoctrinated most people into thinking there needs to be opposing opinions. Right. But, um, so I would go out on a story and I would talk to the first person who was passionate and and completely convinced and um, they would I would interview them. I would probably spend forty five minutes to an hour with them, mm. talking to them. I would walk out of there going like, well, oh, I know what the truth is. Mm-hmm. I absolutely know. Why am I even going to this other person? You mm. know? And then you'd go and you'd interview the other person and you'd think, oh, my gosh. Well, that all makes sense, too. How do, how do I make sense of this? You know, mm-hmm. it, but I, the first person, I think it's human nature too. The first person whose opinion you hear or, or pseudo fact or fact, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it, first person makes the impression. Then you need, to, then, then you may or may not have it undone by somebody else's information, depending or not whether you wonder about it. You know, we like to, we like to have certainty in our life. Right. Yeah. And that, I mean, I well, really did in that news, you know, it's it like, makes people feel safe, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure that feeling safe is the end goal, you know, no. um, especially if you're trying to move deeper into your authenticity and sovereignty, it, that, that takes bravery. And, and it, it reminds me of like, if there are, <laughs> there's this other like quick, like if there are 12 fish in a pond, mm-hmm. how many ponds are there? Uh, right. Yeah. So there's 12 ponds. Yeah. 144. Well, I, yeah, and 12 times 12 is 144. So my point being is that, like, if there's if you look in a pond and you see 12 fish, there's actually 12 ponds because each of those fish is going to experience that pond different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not just one pond with 12 fish. Right, right. But often we look and we say, oh, there's one pond and 12 fish. Yeah. But it's like looking in your family and saying, "Oh, there are six yeah. kids in that family. Right. They're all swimming in the same pond. Right. They're not swimming in the same pond." No, you are a different parent to each kid. Yeah, depending on your level of evolvement, development, yeah, and and your connection with that. I like that that kid. Yeah, I hadn't I hadn't heard that before. But you know, but bringing wonder back in instead of like certainty and stagnant certainty, because I think we can really get stuck and I, I mean you know so so Joan uh, for any listeners you know worked at care 11 for over 17 years mm-hmm. um, and ha- is a mom and a grandmother mm-hmm. and has written two lovely books and she sparkled peace in and out and has done such evolvement of like not just looking outside for like what fits you but 
going inward yeah. to see like, who am I? Right. Oh yeah. And, and discovering wonder, I think is such a beautiful antidote for the times we're in. Yeah. I think it's important. Yeah. I mean, it sounds really fluffy and it sounds really like, oh yeah, wonder. But, but I think we need to start with places like that. And, and I mean, how I would. So what does that look like for like our listeners yeah. and even for you? I mean, and wonder, I know is going to look different yeah. for everyone, just like sovereignty does. Yeah. Just I can, like, I can see it just playing out in my head now, how many times wonder really got me out of a, out of a place a of stagnancy kind of, um, it to me, wondering who you are is the, is the first thing. I mean, in that goes back to sovereignty, obviously, but you will find yourself, how about this? You, you, in your family, there are probably stories about you mm-hmm. and stories about your character, who you are in the family, and they're kind of solidified in time, mm-hmm. you know? Like for me, I was the stubborn, angry child. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> I was always too loud. <laughs> they're too loud, imaginative. So so Driven. take that and, yeah. and, and take that story from your life and put wonder into it. Um, I wonder if that's true. That's a great sentence for me, a great question. I wonder if it's true. Was I stubborn? Was I angry? Um, I would say, yes, I was seen as stubborn and angry because at one point in my young life, I knew I was different and I knew I wanted what I wanted. And I didn't have the tools in order to to get mm-hmm. it or to mm-hmm. ask for it in a in a calm and coherent way as mm-hmm. a three-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-old, whatever. Um, I wonder if that was true. Or could, the, or could it have been true that I was just passionate mm. and that I was young and that you, you don't need to hold on to those things that you, you're like, were you, I wonder, I wonder if you were too loud. Were you, if sometimes, how, but too loud according to, <laughs> but, that, but that's right. According to, but sometimes according that to was, how someone viewed you. Right. And that was sometimes being the youngest of five, the only way to get what I needed. Right. And I remember when my youngest of four, um, we used to go to this early childhood family education class uh-huh. and you come and you play together for a little bit with your kids and other parents and kids, and then you separate for like 45 minutes and have parent education uh-huh. conver- and conversation. And I came back to get my youngest, and the teacher, um, lovely man, had said, you know, I think it's time to start working with your youngest on how to ask for things because he really only screams it. <laughs> it's like oh it's the youngest right? Right? Yeah. i was like it's the youngest it's, yeah you know like but, but could you that, see the the innocence of that totally and could you see yourself 100 percent. Yeah. like i was like oh yeah you're right and i was oblivious to it probably because that was my coping mechanism being the youngest of five yeah is like you scream it and then someone like finally gives it you know whatever it is, you know a sandwich or whatever yeah. it might have been but um you know so that makes sense yeah right so you look back at those things but i was oblivious to it that yeah. my youngest was doing it because it was something i had and yeah. like i you know in my and i was like oh yeah so then i had to start like means we're buying it yeah. like <laughs> slowing it down like okay yeah He's asking for something. Can I hear it on yeah. the first ask versus right. waiting until he screams? Yeah. And can he 
start to do it different. Yeah. And will he then move on and become the kid who was known as the loud one? You no. know, it's just, but I mean, but, it's right. easier to see when somebody, you know, the, right. the innocence of your child or your grandchildren right. um, in those situations. And if you spend time kind of excavating your life a little bit like mm-hmm. that with wonder, mm-hmm. um, I think that's worthwhile. And then absolutely, I mean, I would say, Go to social media with wonder. Don't go with. Don't go to social media mm-hmm. with thinking like I'm going to tell them what for and what's true and what's mm-hmm. not true. You know, before you post something, just wonder into. I wonder why they think that. I wonder what in their environment would mm-hmm. tell them that that's true. I wonder. I wonder if that could possibly be true. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I have my own. Uh, ideas about that are so solidified that I can't even see the little bit of truth that may be present in that. I mean, it's really just taking that, you know, somebody cuts you off in traffic. I wonder, I wonder why they're in such a hurry. Hmm. You know, it's just, it just softens, it softens the battle that, that we seem to have chosen to be in right now. Just soften it a little bit with just a moment, like a breath and wonder and see what happens right yeah so that's that's how i would see it and you know somebody barking at you i have a really strong response if somebody's you know somebody expresses anger towards me you know i feel it i feel like i want to come back but if i can take a breath oh god and just go i wonder what's going on with him i sometimes i've learned uh through yoga therapy training and, and working with lots of different people, um, my friend, my colleague, Anne, will say she started to translate those moments of, like, someone barking at you or being challenging, mm-hmm. translating into help me, help me, help me. Yeah. That that's really underneath, like, I'm scared in this moment. Yeah. I don't know how to be heard. Yeah. I don't know how to get my point across. Help me, help me, help me. Yeah. And as soon as she starts translating that and to help me help me help me it puts her in a place of like it disarms right i love that i really do i think that's brilliant yeah and it's how many of us have that feeling daily right you know of like oh you know like consciously or not help me help me help me i don't know how to handle this feeling or this Mm -hmm. situation or or this this challenge or or, yeah whatever yeah yeah, I wow. have I have that this morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was looking at the day and the week and yeah. just you know, I, letting it all come in instead of just the next thing before yeah. me. But we all have a tendency to think it's us. Mm. You know, we're we're the ones who have the pain and who are struggling with the world. If you start to be vulnerable and share stuff like that with other people, mm-hmm. they'll go, "Oh my god, me too." Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I thought I was the only one. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what happened with the the book Angie Sparkled when I put it out. I thought that was just my story. I thought of of you know, being born brilliant and then losing it and having the world tell you what to be and then rediscover. I thought I was the only one who felt that way. Yeah, and if we can bring wonder into the equation yeah. of like all this conditioning, all this programming and this shooting mm-hmm. like you do this 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 mm-hmm. but what if i wonder what i was actually like as those first few moments as this incarnation yeah. of me yeah this version of me 
Because is that the trip that we're on? Is like that beautiful first pristine version and then you go and you experience all this and you get splattered and well, you get stu- or and then you're trying to you're trying to uh, clean yourself up and get back to that pristine thing. I mean I think it, we're uh, always pristine. We just put on all these layers of like I mean. ancestral patterns yeah. and belief systems and trauma and karma yeah. and emotional blocks. Yeah. And then when we start to like find ways to flow in love and and authenticity. Yeah. That that shine returns. So and will return too. <laughs> <laughs> so wonder. Wonder is an antidote. I like it. Thanks. <laughs> this is Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth and Joan, Stefan, and we are considering antidotes for the times we're in to stay in a place of sovereignty and freedom, authenticity, and higher consciousness. (laughs) If stress, pain, or fatigue are part of your life, then consider that your pain and tension may be indicators of what's amiss in your life, and it's time for a new perspective. At Resolve Pain Guru, we're here to help you reconnect with yourself, release tension and pain, move better and sleep better so that you can do more of what you love. You have the power to take control of your healing journey with our online six-week Change Your Pain course. Learn somatic practices to tap into the wisdom of your body and then learn to trust your intuition. Challenge your thinking and embark on a transformative journey with Resolve Pain Guru as your guide, unlocking infinite rewards along the way. Experience the life-changing benefits of somatic practices at ResolvePainGuru.com. Register for our six-week Pain Relief Starter Series and start your journey to a pain-free life of joy. That's ResolvePainGuru.com. ResolvePainGuru.com. At some point, we've all probably felt like we're stuck in a rut when it comes to our health. Whether it's something physical, digestive, or emotional, you may have even gone to the doctor only to feel like the root causes weren't being addressed. So why not try another approach? This is Dr. Erica Way with Beyond Chiropractic. I'm a holistic practitioner that will take the time to empower you to transform so you can manifest your optimal life. At Beyond Chiropractic, we use QNRT, Quantum Neuro Reset Therapy. QNRT resets the brain's response to emotional triggers by addressing past and present trauma. By resetting the brain's response to emotional trauma, you can clear the way for your physical body to heal. Don't let unresolved issues hold you back. Go to beyondchiropractic.com and discover the answers your health deserves. Find out more and how to book an appointment at beyondchiropractic.com. Sovereignty with Elizabeth and guest co-host Joan Stephan. And we are in studio talking about antidotes for the times that keep us free from dualistic polarizing thinking, (laughs) feeling states, and moving into curiosity and wonder as one antidote. Yep. Um, But also just like there's more. I mean, I kind of in in break we were even 
exploring how hope factors into it, Mm -hmm. how allowing even that connection, you mentioned the inner child, um, can be a factor for, I, I know, I mean, this is one spin I have, or I guess my experience of inner work with my younger versions of myself is that sometimes when I'm in a state of awareness, right, and not in a reactionary space, mm-hmm. I can become aware of, oh, I'm currently like a younger age and stage of myself is up for healing. Yeah. Because this similar situation happened that's happening to me now at 48. Uh-huh. And, you know, whatever that similar situation is, I'm trying to think of a good example in this moment. It will come to me. And it has an echo of what happened to me at, you know, seven or nine or four. Yeah. And I didn't have agency at that age. Yeah. And so that is coming forward. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if I can slow myself down and actually wonder and have some hope that I'm in a place where that younger version of me can have a little bit of healing and mm-hmm. integration. Mm-hmm. So it's not like an outstanding trauma loop that's just on repeat. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I get triggered and then that loop starts and I have a reaction that's maybe more than necessary in my present. Yeah. But if I can have that that level of wonder, that level of hope, I can start to interrupt that reaction and heal the trigger and bring that younger version of me back into me as I am now so it's not continuing to to run my system. Yeah. Consciousness of it is important. Yeah. I mean, you have to have the moment that you go from unconscious mm-hmm. in those moments to conscious mm-hmm. i think that's the that's the dividing line mm-hmm. that that makes you feel like oh there's possibility in here as opposed to just that washing machine spin cycle of like oh my gosh i'm i'm going through this well, again this is horrible why am i why am i why am i reacting this way and like, it's also how that trauma gets passed to your next generation exactly because yeah. if i have a moment and i'm like you know um okay here's an example uh so before my parents would have parties, right, my mom would get really uptight and everything had to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And there would be this huge cleaning spree, like, you know, and every like everyone would kind of want to disappear. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And when I found myself, you know, at 25 and married and getting ready to host, I started to notice I had the same pattern. Like everything had to be perfect, you know, and, and, and it wasn't fun to be around. No. And... I had to start to interrupt it. Like, one, it didn't have to be perfect. It had to be good enough. Yeah. Like, right? What caused you to want to interrupt it, though? Because I was – good question. I was causing um, pain and suffering, like, between me and my husband. um, And eventually when we had kids, between me, you know, like Mm – and I was like, I I don't want to – like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Do I – am I perfect at it now? No. I still get uptight. You know, before we host, not at, to the same level. Now, yeah. now I've figured out like, oh, okay, we're gonna have enough. Something's happening. What do I need to get done over multiple days versus that 
one hour before everyone shows up. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, but you had the click with your mom. That, right. There was a click, and you just went like, oh, this is my mom's behavior. Right. Yeah. But that consciousness is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's okay with you, I'm going to share something that yeah. I really don't share publicly ever, but it's it speaks to the inner child and the click and the consciousness. Um, I... Um, I had lots of behaviors that I didn't understand for a long time in my life. Yeah. And then um, I ended up getting very, very sick and woke up one morning, felt a little better, thought I'm going to meditate. And I started to meditate. And I had a flash of an awareness of something that had happened to me as a child. I was I was assaulted as a two-year-old. Mm. And I know I've told you this before. Yeah. But it... Um, it and it and it and it rocked me. I mean, it rocked me physically, mentally, emotionally, all that sort of stuff. And it was one of the best things that happened to me. The mm-hmm. consciousness of that event and that inner child that had been holding that information for me yeah. until that moment of awareness and consciousness of it. Yeah. <clears throat> So, I mean, to, to speaking to that moment, it, it allowed me to have an understanding of the unconscious, what felt like unconscious behaviors that I had had up until right. that point. And I was, this wasn't that long ago. This was like f- six years ago, maybe, something yeah. like that. Um, but it's like, why do I react to people that way? Why, does, why, does, why can't I go to a family get-together without feeling scared? Why can't mm-hmm. I, um, you know, why if somebody um, grabs me around the waist, do I, um, I want to kick them? Why, you know, it's like yeah. all these, you know, little, and every one of those behaviors fell into place for me and it took me out of the realm of crazy and put me into the realm of understanding. Yeah. And that was through my inner child. I mean, she was, I mean, that's how I put it. You don't have to believe whatever, but it felt like she had been holding that information for me until I had um, come to a certain point in my life, a certain understanding of how, um, I work in the world and an understanding of my own value mm-hmm. that it was time and I could deal with it. And it, it became one of the best things that happened in my life. Not the event, no, but the recognition of it and the recalling of self into into my life. The integration. Because yeah. our, our cells hold memory. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, first of all, thank you for sharing mm-hmm. because that is... Um, a powerful example, and I know um, I can definitely relate to it, and mm-hmm. I know many probably can relate to it because, unfortunately, while each incident is uh, individual, mm-hmm. it happens, has happened way too much. Way too much. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I, I don't I, – I share my story, but I haven't really fully shared it Mm-hmm. here but mm-hmm. I too have um similar well different circumstances yeah. experience with um assault as a young child and um but there's wisdom in there's there waiting wisdom for waiting yeah. there is wisdom waiting and and it took me uh, like a long time to figure out like why do I like why am I always chronically stressed when I sleep Mm-hmm. You know, because my 
the assaults that happened to me happened at, at night. Sure. And um, why am I always holding that extra tension in my body? Mm-hmm. You know, my mind, my yeah. emotions, and and why why am I like you know why do I have alopecia or mm-hmm. you know these like and did you fault yourself like we, well, I did for a long time yeah. like I was like women oh. in general I think tend to turn the dagger on themselves mm-hmm. in some ways yeah. yeah and it wasn't until I had curiosity and wonder mm-hmm. and um, found different outlets for what is possible you know what you know and and started to do meditation and and trace things back like what was what was going what was really going on mm-hmm. in those younger years mm-hmm. right um in my instance I ended up doing a lot of and not that this is the purpose of it but this is just how it came fully back things came fully back to me of doing meditation and yoga nidra and um that's not the like end goal for yoga nidra but it's what was presented to me. Right. Um, and uh, also just reconnecting with people who, you know, from my childhood, uh, where who also had memory and recall. Mm-hmm. So to, to, to kind of um, like, soothe you into knowing, you're like, I'm not making it up. I'm not crazy. I'm not. Well, no or, one makes that up. Right. right. Well, I mean, but in but, my head, in my head, I went through that process of like, I'm, I just imagine that I just, mm-hmm. but there was just too much, too much energy that felt like it was released on my behalf mm-hmm. through that. Right. Yeah. And and your body and mind and soul feel different when it doesn't, your cells feel different when they aren't holding that. Right. And for me, it gave me a profound sense of hope, you know, yes. like, yeah. oh my gosh, I don't have to hold this anymore. I, I'm mm-hmm. tired of holding it. Right. Right. Like I'm exhausted from all yeah. that. And, and exhausted for me for apologizing for aspects of my behavior that mm-hmm. I felt were wrong mm-hmm. somehow. Mm-hmm. But it was just a, it was just it was just a little girl. Mm-hmm. You know? So I I think that, that I think that's a huge I, I, to to me and I'm not saying everybody has those experiences, but every, no. everybody has trauma of some kind or another. Yeah, it, it may could not be a, look it like could this. be a bee sting, right? And that right. might be really dramatic yeah. for someone. It could be an adult getting in your face and yelling really Correct. loudly. It could be a, any number of things. And I'm not saying that those people are wrong or the bee was wrong. No, nope. but but trauma is um, and trauma and and accessing that and just looking at it. With your grown-up self next to your inner child, mm-hmm. your, is, your younger self is healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your younger self. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure what's the difference between an inner child and a younger, I don't know. younger self. Is I don't it know. the same thing? I don't know. I think, I, but it might be the. I mean, we're probably using it similar, um, but they're, yeah, yeah. Don't know. But I, I just, I, I, I think that that healing is going on now out in the world and it's going on individually it's that old as within so without as you know above so below Mm -hmm. kind of a thing it feels like you can sense that trauma being unveiled in the world in some ways now Mm -hmm. and so I guess I would say don't be surprised if some of that shows up you know and you can witness it in yourself and become more it can feel really scary it can feel really scary some of the emotions of the Younger you mm-hmm. that weren't able to express yeah. may need some support yeah. to release that. But um, 
but you can see the trauma in the world right now. Oh yeah. I mean, can. it's just really it's. It's why it's really I think clear. we're. It's why I think that dualistic thinking is back on. You know, it's mm-hmm. up. Like, I yeah. think the dualistic thinking that is up for transformation, mm-hmm. but comes up when when and we've just emerged from the last three years mm-hmm. out of trauma. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No matter where you were in that conversation, isn't that or experience? Yeah. It was a collective and trauma a that happened. Yeah. Um, to people on many different levels, and so it's like when people are put in trauma, when people are put in fear, they want certainty, and it's either this or it's that. Mm-hmm. And those, you know, those that dualistic thinking mm-hmm. that you were. Um, that we were talking about and and if we can interrupt ourselves mm-hmm. and not let our past traumas be triggered along with the current trauma mm-hmm. of the last three years mm-hmm. we can get ourselves freer and freer and freer yeah but it does take inner work and it does take that wonder that curiosity and a sense of hope that it's worth doing mm-hmm because it gets us free. Like if I can release that what happened to me as a child and transform and heal it, I'm less likely to be able to be triggered again mm-hmm. in the same way. Mm-hmm. I may still see a trigger, I may still experience a trigger, but it's not going to have as the teeth aren't going to be in me as deep as they were right. unconsciously. And one of the things that ha- really inspires me to to keep looking and growing. I mean, I, I, I'm a natural, curious person anyway, but the idea that um, I heal, my children heal, mm. my grandchildren heal. You know? the ancestral so you get that lineage. service to self and service to others is a really strong motivator. It is, because otherwise our ancestors, you know, our future generations are in the signature of that unconscious trauma. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and you can laugh. Laughter is really Laughter good. Laughter is a good antidote. <laughs> oh my gosh, we can't take ourselves too seriously. No, no. Yeah, oh, I think hope. Hope and laughter. Hope and laughter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, indeed. It's, um, it's, it's, we have the, such a massive invitation before us. Yes. In this moment. Yes. Collectively okay. and individually. And we just have to keep saying yes to what is ours to say yes to Mm -hmm. and saying no to what is not Mm -hmm. indeed this is exploring sovereignty with elizabeth and guest co-host joan stephan and we'll continue the conversation at some point we've probably all felt a little stuck in a rut when it comes to our health whether it's something physical, digestive, or emotional. This is Dr. Erica Way with Beyond Chiropractic. I'm a holistic practitioner that will take the time to help you transform so you can manifest your optimal life. Don't let unresolved issues hold you back. Come to Beyond Chiropractic in Oakdale and discover the answers your health deserves. Book an appointment today at beyondchiropractic.com. At the School for Higher Consciousness, we are committed to raising the level of consciousness on the planet by educating and empowering people to grow, evolve, and live well. We are dedicated to supporting people through this critical time on the planet. Our classes provide a path that deeply connects you to your inner power and higher levels of consciousness. 
We inspire, teach, and empower people to develop the skills and practices needed to energetically heal, grow, and connect more fully to their life purpose. Learn more at schoolforhigherconsciousness.com, schoolforhigherconsciousness.com. I'm Elizabeth Sullivan, owner of Soma Soul Sovereignty. I teach people to transform and heal their bodies, minds, and spirits and manifest higher consciousness. My hope with Soma Soul Sovereignty is that you open up to the power to heal yourself. We believe the power to heal is within each of us. It supports us coming home to ourselves and our authenticity. The alchemy of Soma Yoga, Ayurveda, energy medicine, and multidimensional healing is a synergistic approach that supports this self-healing state within and around us. It is filled with common sense and a deep understanding of the beauty for life and consciousness. It reminds us that our true divine nature is light aligned with love, and when we orientate toward it, much releases, heals, and transforms. Experience the power and freedom within and ways to support your body, mind, and spirit being unified. Soma Soul Sovereignty, awaken to your light within. For more information, visit elizabethsullivan.love or somasoulsovereignty.com. That's somasoulsovereignty.com. with Elizabeth and guest co-host Joan Stefan. Also an interpretive dancer. She was also (laughs) an interpretive dancer in that moment as we came back on the show. (laughs) But laughter is good. And I realized we we ended our our last moment on yes or no, which brings us back into dualistic thinking. There's so much in the unconscious and in our like every day that gets me wondering, like, how do I undo that? And it's a cosmic giggle that I ended on it because it's like we keep shifting like from, okay, yeah, we have this high level feeling state. And then all of a sudden it's like you can you slide down a little and you're back into this yes, no paradigm. And I know one thing that's been helpful for me to undo that as I get curious about it within my own, you know, experiences to move into cause and effect. And it's like, okay, so when I do this, the effect may be this and to start to learn cause and effect and then give me an example mm, please okay well here's a i'm gonna stay with simple okay because um when i go to bed late the effect of me going to bed late is that i might be cranky Mm -hmm. not as like on top of things and i feel super tired Mm -hmm. and some days i can take a nap and address that and other days I would have to like shift my schedule to make that happen, right? Yeah. yeah. So there's a cause and effect or a direct correlation of like if I don't honor my rest cycle, my sleep, it's going to have an impact the next day. Gotcha. Right? There's cause and effect. Yep. And at least in Ayurveda, they'll say, which is the sister science to yoga and, and it's the invitation to stay in a self-healing state over lifetimes, one of them, um, one of the invitations, but is that, um, you know, you try to remove the cause, right? If someone's in suffering, mm-hmm. help them remove the cause. So starting to kind of dance with cause and effect okay, can bring a little bit more curiosity, wonder, and, and hope. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's interesting because I, I immediately think of like the allopathic medicine system, which you know speaks to the symptom but doesn't really speak to the cause. So it's right. So it's that we've kind of developed this interim thing where we'll get rid of the 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 immediate pain, but not. But not the root but cause. But not the root cause. Don't remove the cause. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but remove the cause. Yeah. You know, so if the cause of me going to bed late is because I decided to do one more thing instead of just stop or watch, you know, open my computer instead of like, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I find myself kind of um, trying to monitor my addiction with that. Um, and it, it, I think your addiction it, with 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 one opening more thing? the com- opening, the, opening computer. the computer, sure, something. and 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 that's like that double edged sword mm-hmm. with me because it also speaks to my wonder and my curiosity mm-hmm. because uh, I'm, I was the kid who would sit in the corner of my parents' living room and just read the encyclopedia. Oh, because, I did that too hello? in the den though. Oh, well, it was a living room and yeah. I, we didn't have a den. <laughs> you the lived den a higher was, lifestyle than I, I, <laughs> I don't know about that. The den was a pretty cluttered place. It's just where the encyclopedias were. But it it, it, it speaks to that idea of like wanting to know. But it is mm, – so I, I don't want to apologize for it, but I also know that I have to really watch that because I can get lost in other people's stories as opposed to mm-hmm. being curious for myself, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah, totally. I mean, screens, you know. Crazy. Yeah, it's it's it is something, and and half of us, at least, I try to be more aware of what's going on behind the screen of my own mind yeah. than all the other screens yeah. before me. But so, I, where do you think the world is right now? I mean, I know this is a huge question, but geez. but I mean, because because we have been talking about sovereignty, obviously, yeah. it's mm-hmm. the title of your show. But <laughs> but you know, you think about that as above, so below situation, mm-hmm. as within, so without. When you see the earth, how do you how do you see the culture, the spirituality, the um, the energy? Is it and where is it? Where how do you view it? I mean, I think we're actually in a really hopeful place mm-hmm. because we are transitioning out of so many things that were in the subconscious collectively, both on Earth and in our wider communities. Um, that I mean, yeah. That, that like, all these things that we just took as, like, this is how it is, and so this is how I am, right. are no longer acceptable anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like a lot, and it can feel, for me, overwhelming because all the things that, like, you know, like the abuse and the on the planet um, that has happened, you know, spiritually, sexually, emotionally, intellectually, mm-hmm. medically, mm-hmm. Um, religiously, like... It, that's it's a lot to digest, it is. you know, because that's constantly being shown yeah. in the last few years. It can make you feel small. It can make you feel small and mm. insignificant. But actually, it's also exciting because if we know what, like, oh, we've been swimming in that, mm-hmm. we can choose something different. And we're, I think we're really moving out of, like, being um, indoctrinated in that paradigm and out of... Uh, you know, being <laughs> immersed in a paradigm of power and control and, and into people stepping into their sovereignty and their authenticity and what is the right stimulus 
for each person Mm -hmm. to heal Mm -hmm. and to become their fullest potential because we haven't even tapped in. I think human beings, you know, we're, I think we're moving into six dimension, seven dimension reality. Um, if the, if we're working with string theory, which, you know, the 5d would be the birth canal and then the heavier issues would be more dimensions one through four. Mm -hmm. Um, but that, that takes time. You know, and it takes healing those heavier issues that we've carried for a long time in our bodies and in our minds and in our souls and in our mm-hmm. collective, you know. But it's a brilliant act of rebellion, not in a us versus them kind of a way, Mm-mm. but an act of rebellion to that idea of a culture that has been run on on um, materialism and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and us versus them. It, it's like this is it feels like this is a moment to imagine what you like to have in the world. I, because totally it, it, it feels like we're we're so easily trapped in what's going wrong and what's coming down mm-hmm. and what the you know, and putting that into a human perspective, what pain you have in your body, what mm-hmm. pain you have in your emotional system. And and it's easy to, to get distracted by that, but it feels like it's time to like turn towards the sun in some yeah. way and just say, Okay, if the first act of creation is imagination because, I mean, it's right. the first act of creation for everything in this room. It's like, right. I wonder what I could put my right. paper on while I'm talking. Oh, let's make a table. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, um, so So it feels like that's a, a great, hopeful invitation right now to use your imagination for good and not use it for what could possibly go worse. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you know? No. I mean, what do you think is happening on the planet I at think, this time? Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty much what you're saying. I think that we're in this beautiful horrible moment. <laughs> you know. <laughs> beautiful? Yeah. Yeah. Um and it feels like every it, that the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once. Mm-hmm. Um, that title to me has come to me so many times. I think it was. I think that movie is out in the atmosphere for a reason because it's like everything is happening everywhere all at once in mm-hmm. the world. You see so many institutions that have become bloated and overgrown and have gone past service to others. Um, you know, they went from service to. Everything starts as service to others and then eventually becomes service to self, it looks like. You know, it's every structure feels like it has become bloated and it's in the process of disassembling mm. itself. But as somebody said, and I don't remember who it was, um, the destruction of things is loud and the creation of things is quiet. Mm. And to me, it's like we have to stop down and listen for the quiet that is um, slowly kind of unfurling Mm -hmm. and growing and becoming and stop putting our attention as much Mm -hmm. on the destruction but but it's it is beautiful and it is horrible both at the same time it's 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 frightening if you put your your attention on that but I, I think it's a great opportunity chaos is a huge opportunity in my mind to to go okay if that's not working any longer what will work what can work and you know, I know it's really trite, but and I'll, no, I'll just it's, go, it's, love, love works. Let's go with that. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's not trite in that we need a place to rest our mind mm-hmm. that isn't on the chaos. Mm-hmm. 
and and to rest our hearts that isn't on the chaos mm-hmm. because if we want to create something new like we need to hold a different frequency because yeah. power and control that paradigm and the dualistic thinking is outdated yeah and it can frighten people when something that's outdated is in the midst of transformation. Mm-hmm. It gets louder. It gets louder. And there's often last grasps mm-hmm. to try to keep it there. Mm-hmm. And yet, if we can start to put our awareness on that frequency of love and something emerges like um, from that, it feels different. It tastes different. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I kind of joke with my kids. I'll be like, okay, what do you think's in this recipe? Um, and I'll be honest, I haven't cooked as frequently in the <laughs> last little bit. But, um, and they would guess, and, and I'd be like, and? And the last ingredient, or first, depending, is always love, right? Yeah, yeah. Because it tastes different. Yeah. And it's sort of like, yeah, um, an example that, I've used before, but it's like you can make a cake with a cup of sugar or a cup of salt. Yeah. They, those ingredients look pretty similar, yeah. you know, just at a quick glance. Mm-hmm. But the outcome of it is a very different cake with a very different taste. Yeah. And I think we're moving into a sweeter time because I think humans are saying, at least I hope, <laughs> like I don't want to be limited by my past traumas, my past hurts, my past pains, my past beliefs. Mm-hmm. I want to know what it's like to be human and to fully step into what a human can be. Yeah. And our frequency is love and we are made of light. And when we start to organize toward love and light, so much transforms and releases in us. But it does take some practice and some oh gosh yeah <laughs> non attachment like yeah. how can I practice and forgiveness of self when you mess up because you will do it many times a day yeah you know like yes when or you no heard you others. didn't mean to say yes or no in a dualistic manner no but I caught and myself there's nothing wrong with with say, you know you didn't yeah. it, that's the we we've gotta we've gotta be comfortable with the yeah with the like, unfolding totally you know toddlers fall down yeah before they walk and they still fall down even after that I mean it's just not I'm okay more than ever before in making mistakes and in fact um I've realized over a lot of inner work like me being more vulnerable actually keeps me more connected to self and others and can be a superpower instead of me having to like always it's so much more interesting to be vulnerable I love that you said that because I've I've you know it's I've always said that like people, if they're too polished mm-hmm. on the outside, they will just slide right back past right. each other. It's true. But if there, but if there's like if you're willing to be vulnerable and show a little bit of the the wound and the humanity, it's like mm-hmm. there's a place to connect. Then there's mm-hmm. a place that you will stop and go, oh, okay, we mm-hmm. are the same or we are similar. Mm-hmm. We do have things in common. But it's really when someone's really polished and perfect, it's really hard to get a toehold on. Mm-hmm. on who they are. Mm-hmm. That's why I've chosen really unpolished <laughs> and totally wounded and vulnerable. <laughs> well, we're no, in I'm good not. company. No, we're in good company. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's, it's true. like you 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 laugh about what you have in common. Yeah. It, you don't you perfection is really overrated. It's, it's not really, even an it's, option. It's it's actually it's actually often a coping 
yeah. skill for, you know, if I'm perfect, my trauma yeah. won't hurt me again. It I won't get traumatized. I won't get hurt. I but, tried that as well. Right? It did not work. It did not work. Me no. neither. Yeah. If you, if we can help you prevent that try <laughs> by all means, but sometimes you just got to live it. But I think, you know, I think you being able to distill, you know, that third invitation and antidote mm-hmm. for us to love is a huge invitation yeah. and one we can practice and play with with wonder, yeah. curiosity and hope. Thanks. I think and love don't don't be quick to identify love as one thing or another. Love is everywhere and it's presence and it's you know, it's awareness, it's consciousness, it's peace, it's it's every, limitless. It's limitless. Mm-hmm. This is Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth and guest co-host Joan Stephan. Thank you. Thank you.